This is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, allow me to welcome you to the Matt freaking Murray Show. And no, not just because of Dallas. I made a little video of this guy and what he's done so far this season with a little laugh track behind it. Because it is laughable, the fact the Maple Leafs got paid to take this man and Ottawa retained on his salary. Yes, I know a seventh-round pick has a 20% chance of making it, and a third-round pick only has probably a 40% chance of making it. But 100% of the time, the Toronto Maple Leafs with Matt Murray in their crease are kicking ass. Mistake, ladies and gentlemen, unlike some players in some markets, he atones for said mistake, comes back in a rebound game, and posts a freaking shutout to have a 6 1 and 2 record for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hello, and by the way, since coming back, 6 0 oh, and 2. I'll take it every day of the got day. Me fired up. You got me fired up, James. Let's go. Matt freaking Murray. Did anyone see this coming? I didn't. I didn't. Dude, I, I was so upset. I was so, you did not see it. You were skeptical at first. You can't see it. Like, oh yeah. You were go, skeptical in the offseason. Go back in my offseason video. I was the one I got raked over the coals. Go watch the video. I said hey. that. You said you said he's backing it up with Samsonov. He may or may not hit, but it is a good risk to take. I thought you hit Sammy. I thought Sammy was the one you were you were trying to hit on, but well, I didn't hear that. Right. I think that's a and I said at the end of the video, I said you can hate the deal without hating the player. I don't know. Absolutely. You got me fired up anyways. Like, Let's go. This <laughs> right here, it doesn't matter about anything else. You can park and miss me with all the other crap because Matt Murray is looking great. 42 saves, by the way. Snapped Jason Robertson's streak. The man was on absolute fire. Blazing it up. He was ready to go. Dialed in. Mitch Marner hits the 20. What is it? 21? 20? Whatever. 20, 20. He's on 20. So he's rocking and rolling. It does not matter. STA's in the lineup. Robertson's in the lineup. The Leafs get another injury on defense. It doesn't matter. <laughs> throw in Connor Timmins. Throw in the next man up. It does not matter. The Leafs just keep rolling. Is it not funny? Hang on, Dylan. I'm on a roll. Is it not funny when a team puts in defensive structure, has goal scoring, and the ability to do things to give the goaltender confidence he stops the puck and does what he's supposed to do. Hello, the Ottawa Senators were complete and utter garbage last year. Thank There's you. a reason why Matt Murray did not do well. Hey, I'm not saying that they can't fix it this year. They can't do what they do, but their D is proving it again. Cam Talbot was great with the Minnesota Wild. He is not great with the Ottawa Senators, so there must be one common denominator Ottawa, their defense is no good. But Matt Murray, chef's kiss. Ilya Samsonov comes in this week. Chef's kiss. Our goalie tandem is good. 
Even if we have to go to the third or fourth, we got Wall and Chagrin. So we're fine. So all this hate about the Leafs goaltending situation, park it and find something else to cry about because the Leafs are doing damn good. Now, Dylan, you can have the floor. I will say Matt Murray put on a freaking clinic in that Dallas game. Dallas was 0 for freaking 6 on the power play, which included a two-man advantage and a four-minute penalty. I thought that was phenomenal. There was a there was I don't know what play it was. I think it was a two-man advantage. Murray was flopping this side, that side, and he was just like, Yeah, screw you guys. This this puck is not entering my net tonight. Chef's freaking kiss to that guy. He played phenomenal last night. I think he was on a mission after that Tampa game when he let in that weak goal of uh, that overtime goal. He needed redemption after that. That was the one of the best goaltending games I've ever seen by the Leafs. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, um, there was a stat release saying that was the in the modern era of stats, that was the best performance by a goaltending holding a shutout. I 44 shots. 44 shots, yeah. So, like, I I don't know these hockey stats or what that even means, how they broke that down, but I thought that was really interesting. Another oh. interesting fact here I got I'm reading off my computer is Matt Murray's save percentage, 927. Elian Samsonov, 924. What were our other two goalies last season? Or what are they now? They're, Jack Campbell is an 875 and Petter Mrazek, 878. So, do this... Round of applause for the goaltending. What a phenomenal job he's done. Well, here's the other caveat to these stats. And by the way, yes, Mitch Marner, absolutely stellar on the five-on-three blocking shots without a stick, by the way. And I know Marker, you meant Marner there. But yeah, no, definitely stellar there for sure. But here's the thing, guys. A caveat to the saves percentage for our goaltenders. I don't know if you guys have known this or you listen to the same things that I subscribe to, but the Leafs right now are in rarefied air lately because save percentages across the league have been dropping drastically the past few years. I think the league average now is actually almost 903, I think it is, as a save percentage. So if you're anything above that, you are in damn good company. Yeah. And the Leafs have two goaltenders. And I've seen a lot of this from my videos and stuff the past few days. You guys have probably seen it too. Oh, it's only nine games. Uh, By the way, nine games is a small sample size, yes. But for a goaltender, that's a large sample size. Because the weight of the world is on a goaltender between the pipes. We've seen it with Jack Campbell. Edmonton's experiencing it this year. But when you're between the pipes for the blue and white, the noise is from every direction. You're under a microscope playing for this team. So, yeah, and if you don't play well, you know what happens. Yeah, Your ass is lit on fire. It does not matter if you have a nice cat that you walk down the sidewalk and post <laughs> pictures of. If you're not playing well, people will light you on fire. Dilly, laugh if you want, but it's true. I'm laughing because she just made a connection with Campbell is all. Oh, listen, I mean, it's not the cat's meow or anything, but hey, it is what it is. These Leafs goaltenders right now, in their sample size of smallness, as people keep saying, they are doing well. And I believe they will continue to do well. And here's the great thing about Matt Murray. A lot of the saves that he made in the Dallas game and the games before it are ones that he 
would get injured on last year. Yep. The yeah, one thing that I want team. people to understand the Maple Leafs are taking very seriously with Matt Murray is the managing of him. We talked about, you know, load management for Jake Muzzin. I'm not talking his games play, but I'm talking about the on-ice conditioning, the off-ice conditioning, getting him on the ice for a little bit of a warm-up, a little bit of a twirl, and then he's gone. He doesn't do the rest of the practice. He's not facing the rest of the rubber. He's on, and then he's off. And that is a game-day routine. Go check David Alter. Go check Mark Masters. They all say the same thing. He comes on, faces a couple of things, does a couple of things, and he's done. That is called proper management of a guy that you know probably can't take the rigors of a full practice and a game. So you're managing his ice time. You're managing what you're doing with this guy to keep him healthy, full well knowing that he is prone to certain injuries. So you're doing it the right way, taking the proper steps to bring this guy along so he can be your goaltender for the season not for a week, not for two weeks. And the other part is, from what I'm hearing on the off-ice stuff, he is getting worked on like a motherfucker. He is getting all kinds of rehab done. He's getting all kinds of different body massages and all these different things to keep him feeling up the snuff. So he is taking care of himself seriously. The Leafs are doing the same all across the board. This is showing that they know what they need to do with this player to keep him in games, which is smart. And you may see this become a trend with more teams, with not just veteran players, but players you know that play heavy. You listen to what Sheldon Keefe said about Mark Giordano, saying we we wanted him to reel back in practice, wanted to give him days off, and Mark Giordano said, no, no, screw that, I'm good. I'm going to keep on the ice. So you know this is a common thing that is discussed within the lease organization. And I know when Jeremy Bettle was there, their sports science guy, these were things they were looking at for different trends for different guys. Where do they start to fatigue? Where do they start to level out? It appears they already know that with Matt Murray, which is great because we've seen what Matt Murray is capable of and we want more of that. But I think teams will catch on to this, and I think you'll see it with other teams, maybe other goaltenders, who knows. But I really think right now the Leafs have hit a sweet spot knowing what to do with this goaltender to keep him rolling. And it may trickle down to other players throughout the season. I'm looking at John Tavares and a few other guys. But it's more intricate on offense and defense with guys needing to be on the ice for practice than it is to have a goaltender to shoot on. I was just going to say, like, I, I think it's it's easier to do that with a goalie rather than it is a player. Yep. Like, like a goalie can take the rubber for five, 10 minutes and be, okay, I'm content with my practice. Take me off. But with somebody like Muzzin, it's, it's the keeping up on the body type of thing that is a struggle with him. He's still coming back for the playoffs, guys. <laughs> I don't know about that. I will chug, chug, chug that train all the way down the tracks. I got a weird feeling that if, if you're right. doctors say that he can, that man is wheeling and dealing in the playoffs for the least for one more run. Even if it means him rolling in on a wheelchair? I don't think he will. I don't think he'll put himself in that type of position. I think he'll have every test possible done to know the impacts his body can take. I, 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 mean, I still don't, I still don't think you can predict the type of, the, the, the type of plays that occur in a hockey game. He's not predicting. He's just guessing. 
But at the same time, that can be said for any single player on the ice. Absolutely. Any single player can be hit once the wrong way and be a vegetable. Yes. However, he, he has already been through that. So he's just kind of prone to it. He's get he's something's gonna happen and I'm not gonna like it. I don't like I don't like the thought of it. I don't I don't listen. I, I wish no, I wish nothing but the best family wise for the man. I just think the competitor in him will do the, the Shea Weber what would you if, if he was your kid, what would you want him to do? I would want him. I would honestly. A deep question, James. Though. James, James, I, I know, I know. Uh, I'm figuring you with this question. His mind's changing. Yo, Listen, I would, I would honestly. How are you going to handle it? I would. Already, now. He, now think about this. He already has a Stanley Cup. Oh no, he has. He has. Listen, he has nothing to play for except for the fact of maybe bringing one to the blue and white. That's the only thing he has. But I would sit him down, and I would want to know every in and out, every single doctor's opinion what it is and here's the thing the maple leafs aren't dumb okay they're not just going to let him play no it would have to be a definitive you're clear to let him play like it had to be clear that there is no whatever they're seeing right now is not there is he sitting right now at least or is he just sitting at home no, he's in the he's in the gym with the Leafs every single day. Oh. He's around every meeting. He's in with the players during the locker room. Ooh, you you, you look after the games and stuff like that. He's there spraying water bottles, and you know he's there in the press box. He's around the, the team every day. He's one of the leaders on this team, and it, yeah, it sucks to see him. So I mean, that's that's. But when when Sheldon Keefe has been asked about him, and you can go watch these in interviews, not just me picking this out and saying, oh, this is what he said. This is what Sheldon Keefe is saying. He's around the team every day, and he's working out with the team every day. Now, that doesn't mean he's on the ice, mm. but he's working out in the gym and staying fit and ready to go. He right. probably is skating. It's probably Jason Spets is doing the same thing. Oh, what Spets was, is ready. Spets was said he was ready when he went to the Hall of Fame game. He's like, I just need the call. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, could you imagine? We could slot him in if we do this wants to just sign a little contract. Well, here's the thing. So he won't sign with anybody else. So. Jason Spezza was great for small parts of that season last year. Great his face-offs were good, but his energy did dwindle towards the end of the season. So what do you do? Just like Jake Muzzin, start ramping him up the tail end of January – let him rip as hard as you can in February. Sign him before the deadline. Jason Spezza, 750K. Bada boom, bada bing. You got your face-off specialist again for whatever you want. Defensively, penalty kill. Hello, let's go. And you got a guy that's chomping at the bit to do some things for the Leafs. A la Jake Muzzin, same kind of thing. But yeah, I think both those guys, if they can, they will. And I think I just... I don't know. I think Muslim will be. If, he, if I, the doctors say yes, he will come back for one more run. And the dad in me would say, don't do it. No. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I struck a nerve with that question. It's the same thing right now with my own daughters. You look at your daughter and you say, okay, do I, do I support you? Yes. And I want you to do everything you can. But I'm scared shitless you're going to get hurt. Because yep. I'm watching her do these tumble passes and learn these flips and, you know, throw her body through the air and all that stuff and cheer, you know, and I know I've seen the injuries that can happen. It's like, oh, 
but I want to support you and make sure that you understand you can do all these things. Now, if she got hurt with one of these injuries and wanted to come back from it, I'd be more on this side, like, ah, you know, but it's hard to tell somebody who's poured their life into something. No, you know, you don't want them to do it. And at the end of the day, it's going to be ultimately up to him, right? Him and his family. And maybe he's a Tom Brady S kind of guy and doesn't care and just says, I'm going to play. <laughs> See y'all later. If you like it or lump it. Sorry yeah. about the divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that BJJ guy. You're, you're screwing behind my back, but it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it'd be great to see him. But, hey, since we last talked, it was about Sunday a week ago, yep. um, obviously lots of crazy things happening in each of our little lives. So we didn't get to speak. But the Leafs did pretty well since we've been gone. They've gone 3-0-1, oh, beating okay. the Wings, the Sharks, the Stars, and losing an OT to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I will say I honestly do not know what a kick-in goal is anymore. Um, oh, ask, let's, do let's do it right now. That that kicking goal from John Tavares. I thought it was is it kicked in. He it, there was a kicking motion, but did he mean to do it? Probably not. There was still a kicking motion. I'm okay with that not being a good goal. Dylan, yeah, I'll disagree with you both. Okay. Just because it just looks like a kicking motion. It looks like. Okay. But you're falling. It's not like he's trying to do it. He's falling, and the way his leg goes is the way the puck goes. So nine times out of ten, there's no puck there. This one time there was. And I will tell you, go watch most of these goals that guys deflect in off of their skate. What's crazy is... A second before they deflect in the puck, they know it's coming. They turn their foot and do the kick motion. So at the follow through of it, it's banking off their foot. So their leg has already done the kicking motion and the puck hits it for that momentum to go into the net. So that's not a kicking motion. But you're getting your ass swept, your feet swept out from under you. You can still, kick, leg, swept. You can still kick your leg in the air as you're being swept. I'm okay with that being not a good goal. I think it was a good goal. James, whether he meant to do it or not, there was still a kicking motion. How many, how many good goals and how many bad goals have we had this season? There's been it's it's not about that. We need every single one. We don't need every single goal. They're usually going against us this season, which is nice to see, but. I, again, I'm okay with that John Tavares goal not uh, not going in or not being allowed to count here, but uh, that game pissed me off. That mm, I, I think they won that one, man, and it just sucks to see them lose in overtime again. And it's this is the most frustrating part of the season is their overtime record. They the overtime, I, I think the overtime is what it is. We've had 12 straight games with a point, which is good. I'm gonna say, when was the last time we didn't get a point? It was against Pittsburgh, four-two loss. Wow. Um, but we need to work on overtime. Clearly, Damn, man. Can you imagine if we just got like half of those overtime wins? They they'd almost be ahead of Boston right now. Probably. I think it's six four four, four four games in overtime over that. Span. Uh, there's been seven games. We have the most overtime losses right now. They've lost. I six. just mean in that span. Sorry. Yeah, but. Oh. 
here's the thing, and, and I'll borrow this from another show. I won't name them because I'm not pumping anybody's tires today. <laughs> um, but maybe start somebody who can win the draw. You know, don't just throw out Matthews and Marner just because. You know, allow throw out Camp or throw out JT. But hold on. You win the face-off with yeah. David Camp, who's defensively responsible. Okay? If you don't win that draw, at least you have a defensively responsible guy there. Win the draw, cycle it back to your D, and put the players you want on the ice. It works perfectly. No, it other teams. No, do no, it. no. That game was that game was totally different. We had possession. I, I watched. I watched the clip. Matthews had a lollygag backhander when they entered the friggin' zone, and then uh, it wasn't Killorn. It was somebody else on Tampa picked it up, and they went two on one the other way. It was a lollygag of a pass. They need. It was. I, I will give you that. Ball. That one. That one. I will give you what you're and saying. Then the other one, Tavares gave it away to Jeff Hughes. Yeah. Tavares, Tavares was subpar there. He probably won. He, yeah, he probably lost that face okay, off. There. There's the question: Are you overtaxing the guys that are up front? No, no. Don't get me wrong. David Camp is good, but like he's good when. No, no, no. I'm not even discussing the the fact that I said we're not here for the face off. So we have possession, and then it's just basically what you guys are saying is brain farts. It's yes, just absolutely. Game. Like, okay, so game. are those guys tired though? Is that the problem? No, no, no. I feel like they're overcompensating. Those are lazy plays. They, lazy it was, it was a terrible play. play. What had happened when I'll just note on the Tampa game Marner went in and dropped the puck back for Matthews, and yeah, and Matthews just the right side. And Matthews is trying to get through two Tampa guys here, and he flops it over this way, nice and light, not hard. And Sandin is over here waiting yeah. for the puck. Bring it first. gets picked off here. All he had to do was either hold on to it or swing it back down the marner. He didn't have to pass it there. Or it right by the blue line. Or here, this one even, just do a little spin of Rooney, take yourself back out of the zone and reset. That's what that's what I mean. Like you did you had to too, but it's still but that's what I mean. Maybe he's just mentally fucking fatigued at the end of the game. Where he's making a stupid pass like that. Tavares, same thing. Tried to go to Nylander on a little glub pass. Yeah. You know, like what's going on? I think we're overthinking here, guys. It's just the yips. They're going to figure it out like they have with their goaltending here. Like, do we actually have any overtime wins? They have one. One win. Nick Robertson. Yeah. And I was at that game, boys. Against Dallas. Dallas, Here's the thing. You're putting out Matthews and Marner together because they're two skilled guys and Tavares and Nylander. Why don't you just leave it the way it is? But it, but it, it was it was Tavares and Marner that one game where Tavares effed up. No, it was Tavares to Nylander. The Islander. I thought it was. was no, nope, he tried to flub it up to Nylander. Didn't happen. They broke it up and they broke it in. But here's here's the reason why I'm so upset about the overtimes. They are also losing most of these overtime games within the first minute. I think it's yes. in under 44 seconds. In the so, so my you point tell me is, my, my there's got to be here. something going on that they can figure out here because you're you're not even getting past the first minute and you're you're basically frigging up and the team's going the other way and scoring on you. I think they again. I think we're overthinking. It's just the yips. Maybe they're a little too comfortable with all the ice out there. That's why they're getting lazy with their passes. They think they're going to be. you know what? 
Put work some, on it. I'll go back to this room for one thing. Put some guys out there that'll do it simple. Put some guys out just for the first chip. Do it simple. No, toss no, out a no, toss no. out a camp with uh, a bunting and whoever you want on your back. Oh my! If that doesn't work, James, you know how much fire. I don't know if he would you take know how much fire is going to be under if he freaking does that and it doesn't work. I say stick stick to the big boys. They're going to figure it out. They're these players are elite. They will figure I know it out. They're elite, but a man. When do you start just saying, you know what? I'm going to throw some shit at the wall in overtime and hope it sticks. The problem is they got to do something. Something's got to change. So it's if gotta they, would you do that if they were up against McDavid? Yes, someone to defend oh. against McDavid until McDavid well, changed so you off. Just you want, McDavid, you just want David Camp out against Connor McDavid. David Camp, not to pump the guy's tires. Yeah, Bun- Michael Bunting against. Let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. If Connor McDavid wants to score, nobody's stopping him. So Connor McDavid and there is one mighty old man on this There is one mighty old man on this Leafs team that would shut down Connor McDavid. And that's that's Mark freaking Giordano. That's Justin Hall. He's done it before. It's not like it's a chore for him. Mark Giordano, listen, I don't know. I don't know what they're feeding this man. But Mark Giordano would definitely do that in overtime, and he'd do that more. This guy's like blocking shots left, right, and center, and he barely even grimaces. He's, he's like, "Yep, give me another. Yep, let me have another. Yep, I'll take another." Right now, the guy Mark, Mark Giordano's like at a bar, and he's like, "Yeah, shot, 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 shot." Oh my god! Everybody, I'm over just thinking of that. Jesus Christ! But. I don't know. Did he looks great? He looks great right now. I love Geo. I love that he's getting into fights. Tired. You don't have a Geo jersey, do you? Back there, I don't have a Geo jersey. I don't even have a Matthews or Marner jersey. I need to get one. I want a Willie. Listen, I want to ask the question though. Geo's a beast, but we've seen a couple of plays, and even in the Dallas game, where and then in the Tampa game too. He's doing amazing. I love everything he's doing. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to bash Gio because I love Gio. But it does look like these high minutes are starting to wear on him a little bit mentally with the puck possession stuff, where he's placing the puck, where he's passing it, and just certain reads. He's making great ones throughout the game, but there's ones that he routinely would make that it looks a little bit helter-skelter at times. And the same thing with Justin Hall. I think the elevated minutes are really catching up to him, pun and thing, catch and release, if you know what I mean. It was um, weird to see that play. I, I just wonder how much longer Geo can keep these kind of minutes rolling. I'm wondering, you guys see the same thing I'm seeing on Mark Giordano right now, yeah, where it does it, look like it's wearing on him a bit. It's going to be the same situation as it was with Wayne Simmons last year, where he's, he's great the first season of his contract. And then next season, we're kind of like, oh, can you? But third, third pair, 12 to 15 minute a night, Mark Giordano. It won't pair to 25 minute a night, Giordano. Is he going to be 40 next year? I don't know. Can you keep up with the, can you keep up in the NHL? I'm shocked he got a two-year deal, but. Uh, 
on the he heat. He looks good right now, but I, I I see what you're saying, James. I think he's gonna start to slow down. Well, really yeah, if they keep using him in the heavy minutes, he is. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's if true. you start lowering his like you get Riley back and Brody back, you know, and then you start slotting him down oh, a little when, further in the lineup. When does my boy come back? Brody's oh, probably next okay. week. We said that last him. week. Yeah, what? I said we said that last week. Well, you listen, if the Leafs were losing, I guarantee you you'd be in the lineup. That's fair. But they're fair not enough. losing, so why rush them? Yeah, there was a thing online saying that they were looking to rush him into the lineup. But based on what we've seen with this defense, Sandine and Lilligren stepping up, blocking shots on the PK. Oh, yeah, we'll talk let about Brody, Let Brody heal. Let him heal. Let him be 100%. Well, here's the other thing, and shout out to our, our new uh, – compadre on the offside circuit, Mr. Manny. Um, you know, the Leafs do have the next man up mentality with putting guys in the lineup. And they're they're really we talked about this last show. It feels like it's been forever, guys. But we yep. are seeing the Leafs actually test what they have for depth. And I think they like what they're seeing. Mac Hollowell looked pretty good. Oh, he looks beautiful. Victor Mete, Jordy Ben look pretty good. Those would be guys you'd be hunting for at the deadline. Bottom pair kind of fill in, can do different things in your defense guys. Those are what you look for. So I think the Leafs are really looking and say, okay, what do we now have in Connor Timmons? And with Victor Mete going out, you're going to see that because they're not going to rush Brody back. It'll probably be a pairing of Mac Hollowell and uh, Connor Timmons. I, li- I like Timmons because the right-handed shot, I, I think that's a very, very big added bonus. Look, uh, I think he was a little, um, a little shaky. Uh, he was kind of yeah. gun shy. I, I would say he kind of was. He was just like, "Oh shit!" Like these are the boys in blue that I get to play for now. Like, yeah, I think it's first game jitters. I think you see him settle in. Mac yeah. Hollowell was a little shaky in his first game, but hey, yep. he's come around and looked pretty damn good. You know, that 2018 draft is looking real good for Kyle Dubas and what he's been able to pull out of it. So, you know, more players from that draft, that uh, Toronto draft, that have made the NHL than any other team in the NHL. So kudos to Dubas for uh, Holy guess, knowing Holy what shit. he's doing. Dubas did something in a draft? Jeez. <laughs> Shocker. Um, but, yeah, I think the Leafs are really going to just keep hammering down on testing what they have for depth because they're winning. And you can tinker and do things when you're winning – to see what you have. Hence the reason why we're seeing SDA up here with the club. How do we pronounce his name? It's Sergei Dargachinchev. Argachinsev. Argachinsev. Sergei Argachinsev. Sergei That's a mouthful. How do you say that on a broadcast? SDA. SDA with the puck. <laughs> but yeah, that's why the Leafs are seeing what they have, right? Because if this is going to be a year that you're confident in your goaltending, which it appears the Leafs are with Murray and uh, Samsonov, and we'll even say Eric Schalgren, because he probably will play again this season at some point when somebody does inevitably get hurt, because it does happen to every team, by the way. Every one of the 32 teams does go through some sort of injury with their goaltender, yep. whether it's a week or longer, but we will see what goes on there. But the Leafs are really getting to test what they have, which if you want to go on a run, what do you need to know? What do you we need have to know how league? deep your depth is, big boys? Well, not even just that. Not even just that, Dilly. You need to know what you have in your organization 
that you can show off to other teams that can play in the NHL. <coughs> so Ooh, showing... over here. Can we have this from you for this over here? Listen, hey, STA look great in the NHL, but we don't have any room in our top six, but he looked good in yours. By the way, you got that defenseman we want over there. How about STA plus this and this? Because you know STA can play in the NHL. Oh, well, it's all different now because it's not just magical AHL beans. It's, well, it's holy not. crap, he played in the NHL. It's not assuming that he can play in the NHL. It's, hey, he can actually play up here. Yeah, he just needs top six minutes, and you'll probably get something really good out of him. I think that's another thing the Leafs are doing right now, just showcasing to other teams what they might potentially have. And another player that I don't think they're showcasing, but I think is not going to leave this lineup for a very long time, and that's Pontus Holmberg. I pumped his tires in the preseason, and I steadily said I wish he was sticking with the team. I like what he brought, and he's only looked better every single game as he's gotten more comfortable. And I think the Leafs are high on him too. So I think that's another good piece for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Absolutely. He is. I think he is Swedish. We love the Swedes, don't we? Holy smokes. I, well, I hey, Mafia, baby. It all started. It all started from our man, Bori. You're Bori. I bought one of those patches. Um, I'm going to buy a Nylander jersey and throw that Bori Salming patch. Oh, oh, you bought the patch separately. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, can't wait for that to come in the mail. Cost it's like twenty bucks. Plus it goes to charity for the ALS. So I didn't even know I might have to go and buy that like right now. <laughs> yeah. So gotta get a Nylander jersey. Gonna throw that patch on it. I, I think it's gotta. What do you guys think I should get? Whiter, whiter blue. Probably a white one, right? <laughs> I go blue. And blue. All right, we'll go blue. Just because when you get a white jersey, I feel like you. You have to be so cognizant of everything you eat or yes. drink around with you that jersey. Yeah. yeah, you spill anything on it, you get ketchup from the person next to you sitting at the game, and it's going to ruin your night. Yeah, so uh, that's why I always go darker jerseys because all you have to try to protect is the numbers and the logo and the, and the crest. Good point. Very good point, James. Well, so that's the dad me coming out right there. Um, speaking of Swedes. Sandine Lilligren, we were talking about this a moment ago. This is their coming out party, guys. This is what we waited for. Sandine seems like he's finally waking up from his uh, uh, missed training camp slumber, and he's looking pretty damn He's taking too many mushrooms in the offseason, but he had to figure it out at some point. Listen, he's doing, he's doing good. Lilligren's stepping up. They're doing it as a pair, by the way. Something hey. that was not good before <clears throat> together. I love that. But it's I, now working and they're clicking. Thank so. God. Did they play together in the Marlies? Like, were they on the same yes, line? Yes, I think so. Yeah. They, they, they looked good with the Marlies, but when they tried to do it with the Leafs last year, it did not work with no. two young guys. But I think you got two guys now that understand and have played both with Mark Giordano or TJ Brody or a different team partner. So they understand where they need to be and what they need to do with one another. When one guy goes, the other cannot go. And also make sure you have somebody covering you when you do go in. You know, yeah. don't just fly in and be like, oh, shit, it's wide open back there. Oh, I'm shit, I'm like, Jay Brody behind me. What am I going to do? Yeah, so I like the fact that these guys are stepping yeah. up. I like the fact that they're scoring, putting up points, Stand looking in. poised. Love just that. Kiss. He's got yeah, three guys right now. By the way, guys, you're going to love this. So, 
prediction season, when we do these videos, the stack of cards I have right now, it's Robertson, Sandine, and Lilligren rookie cards. I love your East Coast accent, James, when you say cards. Oh, listen, here's the funny thing. I'm originally from y'all neck of the woods. Kirana. Markham, right? I'd be talking like a, I'd be, oh, buddy, I'd be like out for a rip bar, yeah, bad if I was living living out east, but. It's not like that for every single word. We do go, come on. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. I think that's Northern Ontario. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Listen, but yeah, those two guys are stepping up and doing their thing. Um, another guy that is stepping up and doing his thing is Austin Matthews. The man is waking up. What I have noticed over the past few games is he's shooting the puck a lot more. He's actually firing the biscuit more than he was. Because his shooting percentage, if you guys didn't know, was probably among the lowest in his career. It is now ratcheting up, and he's finding himself in the sweet spot. And, yes, he has 13 goals, but I think that's starting to t- 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 go up it and will. start to trend the right way, which is good for him, bad for the league. But what are you guys feeling with Austin Matthews? I don't think it was anything to expect the fact that he's probably still – he's back on track for about 50 goals, which I think is what he'll hit. What are you guys thinking? I expect Matthews to do what he what he wants to do on any given night. Um, to put a note back on the the Wings game, I really noticed that he was freaking pissed when Moritz Sider scored that first goal and he was on the ice for it. You yep. notice the drive in him after that to go out and get that goal. He was he he was adamant on getting it, and he's he is firing the puck in the back of the net all. A bit more often than what he has been, but his game overall is all—it's not a lot better. It's it's decently better even than last year, and he was really good last year with his two. I, I think defensively in the two hundred foot game is what oh, I've noticed. Wait, what, you, what was that stat last night where it was like touches in the the defensive zone and lead? Is it Marner and Matthews lead the league or something? Did you guys see that stat? They have like I did seven. Not. No? Okay, well, they're playing well. The forwards are playing well defensively, basically. So, Matthews, he's playing well on both sides of the ice. If he's not scoring, at least he's defending well. That's We all know that Matthews is an elite player. We know he's going to – we know slumps don't bother. They don't bother. When he gets out of it, you know he's going to start putting that puck in the net. He's going to get a hat trick here and there. He's going to put – what do you guys think he's going to get this year? At least 50, right? I would say I would say fifty, yeah, fifty, fifty-five ish. Yeah, fifty-five. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to score seventy. And nah, I don't know, guys, but like, look, he, he'll he do well. He will. He will. He will for sure go on a heater, and I, I know for a fact he will push himself to try and get fifty, especially since you know some of some of these other guys are really pushing hard for uh, fifty as well. So apparently, Tage Thompson's going to get fifty. The guy. Oh, we'll talk about Tage right now. It's we'll not about it's 9-3, I think. Is it 9-3? Okay, I haven't checked. I just saw... Yeah, it's 9-3. Seven minutes left in the third. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Columbus this year. But, no, I, I, I do notice... I, I think uh, Matthews' secret play defensively is... He's, he's a very well back checker, and he's very good at lifting somebody's stick and taking the puck. That is one of his most... He's so good at takeaways. Like... 
I'll notice he's just skating behind somebody, and all of a sudden he comes up right next to the boards, lifts his stick, and goes around. It's gone. He's gone. gone. As soon as he gets no, that, he must be an absolutely a beast. Just a beast. And I wish I wish I could do that in my men's league, but I just yeah. I don't oh, have guys that. do that to me in my men's league. I'm like, where did the puck go? Like, exactly. God, I don't I don't have the legs, leg strength, I should say. Yeah. To, uh, Another thing it. I want to touch on right quick is uh, Mitch Marner, 20 game point streak. Where does it end for Mitch Marner? He is rolling. Um, there's lots of runway left in this season for him to possibly try to break a couple more records. I have a trivia think, question for you guys. Do you think it is my prediction? What's your prediction? And then my trivia question after. 25. 25. Okay, guys. What former Leaf has a 30-game point streak? Matt Sundin. Yep. In 1992, Damn, how did you know that so quickly? <laughs> because it popped up somewhere. Damn it! And he's the other night, and, and he's figured old. out. But yeah, I looked up. Right. I'm allowed to call you old. You're like 13 years older than me. Holy shit! Call I you guys know. once when I'm out on the town. You guys are just dumping all over me for being old. See how it is. Hey, I love our age gaps here, though. Like, Dylan's, like, in his 20s. I'm 32. James, you're almost what? Don't he's, say it. I'm going to say it. No, I'm just kidding. 36. I know you're 36, but I just wanted to pull your tires there. Pete, you're four years behind me, so pump your damn brakes. I look, I look like I'm Dylan's age, so I'm doing You do. Right. You do. <laughs> if I shave this off, I look like I'm 12 years old. I look like a little boy. What? what do you think? Look at my face. How do you think I feel? I feel like I have like the jaw of uh, Schneider, the bench boss for. You know what? Here, uh, this is what I'm going to tell you. You look like you look like a 50 year old plumber who never made it. Oh, yeah, because I didn't make it because I said. God damn it. It's because you're young enough to still make it. Last week, baby. I'm fired. I think. <laughs> All right. Another thing here. Sheldon Keefe. A lot of flack at the start of the season. So did Kyle Dubas. Do you know one thing that Sheldon Keefe, and you guys probably read the Google Doc, so it's no surprise. But do you know one thing that Sheldon Keefe is really good at this season? Better than any other coaches? I don't see it on the Google Doc, James. Sheldon Keefe is 8 for 10 this season on challenges. So an 80% success rate. On challenges, challenging you upstairs. Yeah, is that if the Leafs are challenging you on a play, it is eighty percent of the time coming back. Let's not forget the one, the one he won against Vegas. They scored like two minutes or a minute after he won that challenge. I'm just saying, it's good to have a coaching staff and a coach that can do those things. Magic. That is magic. 80% is magic. Lots of teams try. Lots of teams fail. But let's move off the lease for a minute. Go around the league. We got some bad news on this guy right here. That is Mr. Nathan McKinnon. Why? Why did you have to remind me, James? He's going to be out for at least, at least a month. Wow. That's what I get for trading Kucherov. You have him in one of five of your fantasy leagues? Man, I have him and Landis. 
Well, I'm... he's going to be out for a little while, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Colorado Avalanche fare without Nate McKinnon. Because remember, they also no longer have Mr. Nazem Kadri, and they also do not have um, – why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? The long Landis name. Kong. Not Landis. They don't have Landy, but they also don't have – what's his name? Either now. Nope. Um, Arturi Lekkanen. Oh, yeah, he's out. I knew that. He's out as well. So they are without a lot of heavy hitters. Well, that means uh, that means uh, what's his face is going to step up, kid from New Hook. Yeah, New Hook's going to step up, but I and think Rantanen will take the center slot on the first still, no matter what. We will see what happens, but it just it's crazy, and it's going to be you know just a load for the Colorado Avalanche to keep afloat right now with the amount of injuries they're facing. I know a lot of teams do. But in your top six, losing that much talent, it's hard. So yep. we'll see what happens. We'll see Whoa. what happens to them. Whoa. Another big name that is out there right now, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot of people are wondering, will he be moved to yeah. a contender? Patrick Kane? Can you guys? No, it's not Patrick mm-hmm. Kane. I'll give you both two guesses. Okay. And if you can't get it, we'll flash it up. So, Dylan, two guesses. Who do you think is the big name that can oh, move I know. It was, it was on the, the game last night. Let Dilly get some guesses, Petey. Then you can I have it. no idea. To throw two names on the dartboard. Like, like is he Prominent playing right player. now? Is he What's playing that? right now? Vancouver. Nope. What? Is he playing right now? He's not playing right now. No, I don't, I don't believe so. What? He's a player who's playing in the NHL. Yes, he's not playing tonight is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. No. He's a player. Gary Price. He okay. Let's hurdle it down a little bit. He's on a Western Conference losing team. John Gibson. No. Pete. Western Conference losing team. I'm thinking Arizona, Chicago. I I Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh, I was gonna say Brock Besher, but he said no to Vancouver. Bo Horvat. No Vancouver. What the hell? Oh, is it well is it um Carlson? No. Eric Carlson. Okay, go ahead. Just I'm you're, you're letting us guess too long. Come on now. I'm having fun with this. <clears throat> what what division? Hmm. Oh, it was close. Timo Myers. Timo Myers' name has been rumored to be floated out there as a player. That can be moved for the right price. Um, lots of teams would line up to get a player like Timo Meyer. Is he an RFA? Uh, I do not believe he's an RFA. Let me just scroll down on his contract. I no, believe he's, he's going to be a UFA. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought he was an RFA. So, Which obviously, the, the uh, San Jose Sharks are not going in the right direction. If they're talking about moving Eric Carlson, who's having a fountain of youth kind of season. <laughs> And other players. I want. I, I want to say they could be heading in the right direction. However, they they have never rebuilt what had fallen, and that's mm-hmm. their biggest problem. Their biggest problem was trade or letting Joe Pavelski walk away. That's when everything started to crumble yeah. with that team. You're right. Yeah, he was a heart and soul kind of guy, and they didn't want to sign him for what he was worth. So he went over to Dallas, had a middling season. And then cranked it the fuck up last year and said, I'm still Joe Pavelski. Little Joe's in the house. They also, I feel like they messed up trading for Carlson, but that's just my opinion. 
But Timo Meyer, guys, where would you see a player? The Sharks are not going to be in it. Obviously, you want to resign guys, but here's the thing. When are you going to be a contending team? When are you going to have a window? And is Timo Meyer going to be in that window when you're ready to compete at a high dollar value? So here you ask yourself, do we finally, what you just said, Dylan, rebuild? Do it right. They're put down. The problem with King's ransom. The, the problem with their team is they have so many shit contracts, man. They, did who the heck did they sign this past offseason to an extension? Oh, um, <laughs> the centerman Hurdle. Thomas Hurdle, the Ninja Turtle. They signed him to an extension because he wanted to stay for whatever reason. They have Couture signed for God knows how long. I know Vlasic's still under contract, but I don't okay. know. I think Vlasic has a terrible contract. A couple more years. He still has five, four or five years until he's done. Oh, my God. Yeah, they then, are. Then there's right Carlson, which is going to be terribly hard to get rid of. And then Meyer, he's not going to be hard to get rid of. To he's not going to be hard to get rid of. Like I'm saying, the only problem is is where do you see yourself and what is the, the, you know, the outlook? And right now, for me, if I'm the San Jose Sharks, I, I seriously look at what I can get for Timo Meyer because if he doesn't want to resign and you let him walk for nothing – in a year, you're not even going to the playoffs. You're stupid. What are you doing? The th- the thing is, like, I feel like some of these core guys there in San Jose want to resign because they love each other. But like, the problem is, like, they need to just win. Or okay. if you love the San Jose Sharks so much, great. But let them trade you, get some stuff back, and pull and the old Dougie Wait. Yeah. Pull the old Dougie Wait and go resign with them again, and then. Bada boom, bada bing, everybody's happy. But I think Timo Meyer ends up on a, a, a team, and I'm going to say a name, and you guys are going to groan hard. Hey. The Boston Bruins. I knew you were going to fucking say that. And I just swore because I knew I knew it was coming out of your dirty little mouth. I just got a feeling. I got a feeling he's going to go. He, to he is their type of player. You know the Leafs are going to have to in the playoffs this year. They will at some point. I guarantee you. I'm calling it now. The Leafs will match up with the Boston Bruins, and if they win that series, they stay the dragon, and we'll move. We're on. going all the way, baby. All the way. Hey, listen, I already said it in one of my videos, man. Someone said, "Oh, can't you wait to see Matt Murray in Game 7? I said, "No, Leafs in four. <laughs> so it's going to happen. No, uh, um, I don't think Boston has the assets to get him though. Oh, they would figure it out pretty quickly. They have no prospects now. Who, who, who are they? Who are draft picks? Ch- Listen. Jake Do they have draft picks? That they trade Mitchell Miller's contract? Don't bring that garbage man's name up. Anyway, let's move off this. Timo Meyer, I think, is going to the Boston Bruins. Here's the last bit of news, guys. By the way, I didn't know if you guys knew this, but apparently Mario's back. Okay, he's back in the NHL. He's a Buffalo Sabre. He is rocking hard. Mr. Tage freaking Thompson. Why do you only have a base card of Tage? Yeah, These are packs that literally are sitting on my desk. Ridiculous. With, you should have a rookie card of his. Get a rookie card, you rookie. I do. I have a Young Guns Tage don't, Why don't you show that on to- Do you? I do, yeah. You should you should be selling right now for a hundred bucks. The value is up. The market is up for Cage. He's he was going for sixty. You guys keep footballing. I'll find him. Anywho, uh, yeah, guys, unbelievable. Scored five goals. 
had like six points, seven points, I think. Six or seven points. In a 9 4, by the way. So. In a 9 4 game against the Columbus. Five goals. That's crazy. He, for, for a tall stature, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the last pod. The guy knows how to dangle the damn puck. Yes, you do. Mario, you do oh, there it is. Fun. Tage Thompson, Young Guns, ladies and gentlemen, look out. Jump on the wagon now because he's going to be pricey later. I have a there's a Buffalo um in my office. One one guy's a Buffalo fan, and I'm I just feel terrible for him. But like, at least you have Tage Thompson. I truly, I truly think that uh, Buffalo is going to be very, very troublesome to play in the next couple of years due to the fact they're of always, their size. They're always troublesome when we play, they play the goddamn Leafs, man. Dude, the size in their lineup is next to none, dude. And they just got, wait for that Owen Power kids. They got stuff. Tage. They got Tuck. They got oh, Power. They got Thaline. Thaline. Did you see that the other night? Unbelievable. They're uh, the they're going to be a tough team. They're they're building it the right way. They got young defenders. They got more on the way. There was somebody that oh yes, that is what I heard. Uh, the is it the Pagulas? Yep. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're close friends with Jacob Chikrin. Uh, their kids went to school together. All the parents are really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there is a connection there. We'll see. And also, I guess Buffalo does have the pieces. So why not swing for the fences? Go get Chicker and Meyer and everybody else, sign into big deals and rock and roll, and then pound it down to Leaf's throats for the next 10 years. Ouch. They need goalie for they need a goaltender first. Listen, they need goaltending and they need bottom pairing defense, but we'll see what happens. Guys, we got two games left this week. It's the LA Kings and the Calgary Flames. Before we wrap on this show right here. What are we thinking? I'm thinking the L.A. game, they pick up a win. Sonar is between the pipes, rocking and rolling on that one. I think the Calgary game is going to be interesting. Uh, that may be one for me that they might end up losing, but I do see them going 1-0-1 for these two games because I just want to Because cool. they can't win in overtime. So 1-0-1. Peter, what do you think? Oh, I was going to say 1-0-1. I'll go 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Ooh. I'm going two and zero, oh, and they're gonna finally snap the OT loss. There it is. Let's do it. I think. Uh, also, I don't think these teams are off to a hot start right, or they're not hot right now either. So, who are they playing? LA, LA and Calgary. Calgary's right cool. now. Quick as poo poo, and Peterson they just waved. Who's their backup? Hopefully they start him. Well, no, Markstrom's not doing too well right now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's gonna be a. That'd be a good Saturday. Well, what is the recipe for fixing what ails you if you're a team playing the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, that's true. Very true. Seems to be a thing that happens, and I'm not saying it because I want them to lose, but obviously, for whatever reason, it just seems to be the way it goes. Hot. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, LA's tomorrow, right? LA's tomorrow, tomorrow. Calgary Saturday. So, everyone, we are back. Dylan may not be here next Wednesday, but. We will celebrate him on Sunday. Oh, we'll be rocking and rolling. I will be there next Wednesday. Ooh, okay. Well, there you oh, go. Because I'm on the day shift first week, so we're good. Bam! All right. Maybe we get Manny on here then. We'll be rocking and rolling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this right here is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Toronto Maple Leafs and hockey comes to talk. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.